Marrying people in the age of 50s or 60s, everyone in the teens, 20s, 30s and 40s, all are addicted to social media in one form or the other. We know that. For that matter, even folks in their 50s and 60s use WhatsApp, even though technically WhatsApp is just an instant messaging platform. Actually, one should argue that the moment WhatsApp brought in this option of feature of liking or loving or using emoticon on a message rather than sending that emoticon as a message in itself, it has touched the border of social media platform behavior, even if not actually being a social media platform. If you use WhatsApp, you tend to get into this mode of sending a forward or meme or a quote and you expect the recipient to react, love or like or cry, whatever. You want them to respond in some way, even when they aren't near you or probably they are near you in, your, uh, in the same house as you, in a different room perhaps which is really bad. You should be really going and talking to them. But anyway, we all do that. We share memes with our uh, family members and we expect them to react. That's okay. If you use what's, uh, Facebook, yeah, Facebook is still in existence for folks who ignited the social media revolution starting from Markut, right? So if you use Facebook, you post a photo or a family photo, um, your photo or family photo, something you created, and you start expecting folks to like it. These days, many people, I believe, like a post out of habit than they actually liking it. Earlier, if you posted something, someone that someone being your friend would know what you did or you went somewhere, they would know where you went or at least they would care to know about it. These days, I'm not sure if anybody cares. Everyone likes a photo out of habit. They just give a glance and they just move over. But the point is, somebody liking your photo, it, it's a quick win and you get a lightning second high and you like to repeat it, right? Yeah, then if you're young or old, age doesn't matter, we're all everywhere. So if, if you're on Instagram or YouTube, um, I don't know if I can include YouTube here because YouTube is a proper content media platform. You just cannot share some simple photo. You will really have to create a video and post something. It's a fair amount of work actually, right? So I don't know if I can include YouTube here, but Insta, say in Insta, you create a post your photo or a meme or create an Instagram reel, but actually Instagram reel is, reel is a bit of work. I agree, but anyway. You post it and then you continue to wait to see how many folks liked it. Whenever someone likes it, you get a quick win and it gives you a lightning second high. Right? We are all addicted to such quick wins and lightning second highs. We need to agree, most of us. If not all of us. And the younger generation is only getting deeper into this addiction. When this affects the behavior outside in the society in general, how will it not affect our behavior in the workplace? And welcome to episode number 20, Invasion of Quick Win Highs and its Impact in Workplace. Let's just dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Let's Talk Work Life. This is your host, Satiba Wilson. Here in this podcast, we'll talk a lot about work life with a bit of extra attention to working women life. As adults, we spend a lot of time at work, but there is not enough space where we discuss about it. Probably we don't want to talk about it because we have spent an awful amount of time at work and we don't want to think about it anymore. I get that. But to make something better, there is no other way except to talk about it. 
and when we spend an awful amount of time at workplace it's only logical for us to make it better for our own good we definitely need to find ways to talk about our work life in a light informal safe and productive way so through this podcast i hope to bring in interesting content on topics related to work life and working women life i hope you all enjoy listening into the episodes as much as i enjoy creating them so yeah welcome to the podcast let's talk work life and let's dive into this week's episode Social media addiction is so prevalent I'm surprised there is no official terminology or even diagnosis for the same or perhaps it's too common to even call it out or probably there is work already under way to get it added to one of those many typical psychological problems I'm just not aware of it anyways basic signs of social media addictive behavior says that when we scroll through through these apps we get a dopamine high the same high as when we gamble or use recreational drugs According to a site called Addiction Center this is what it says In fact neuroscientists have compared social media interaction to a syringe of dopamine being injected straight into the system This is observable in social media usage when an individual gets a notification such as a like or mention the brain receives a rush of dopamine and sends it along sends it along the reward pathways causing the individual to feel pleasure Social media provides an endless amount of immediate rewards in the form of attention from others for relatively minimal effort. The brain rewires itself through this positive reinforcement, making people desire likes, retweets and emoticon reactions. This is more scientific explanation of the same basic addictive behavior. The key words to underline is minimal effort, max immediate reward. Our brain is getting wired to this cause and effect. minimal effort and max immediate reward so you ask what are the effects this social media addiction could possibly produce in workplace behavior if you actually notice it some of it is already happening one is quick rewards and appreciation two thinking short term three focus on breadth rather than the depth meaning count matters more than the relationship four focus on me than the team or the organization goal right now let's just dive deep into all these four points the first point is around rewards and recognition the impact of all the social media highs on rewards and recognition in workplace these rewards and recognitions existed even before the social media took over the world even before the social media came in since the start of the change of the type of economic activity namely the change from industrial workforce to more cubicle based work world the workplace culture and the message from hr and the employee right activists greatly influenced and propelled the idea of rewarding the employees often to encourage and motivate them in the industrial workforce era salary was the motivation having a job in itself was a motivation otherwise how do you eat Now the message of rewarding is getting reinforced so much so that every small work every task completed is declared praiseworthy organizations think of innovative ways to appreciate employees thank you wall appreciation wall appreciation mail blah 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 lot of things the psychological and behavioral change employees are experiencing from the social media addiction it's changing the uh perspective they have in the workplace as well having enjoyed quick wins like getting likes from passive photos employees seek employees seek 
good job or great job and those kind of appreciation every so often problem is in workplace it doesn't stop there it extends to why not the organization give me a gift check or some gift or something why just simple a wall there's a problem with quick win highs when you train the brain to get appreciation for a small work which is what you are actually paid salary for the brain only gets wired to want more and more and more since the one who gives a salary or appreciation mail is your is a organization or your manager unlike the distant coworker who like the photo without giving much thought employees will soon start to feel the more disgruntled with these thank you notes thank you note pensions um will not be enough and they will start soon to demand actual value valuable gifts for every small task that's being delivered if they haven't asked yet just have a listen in the informal conversation the change in behavior is there to see the second point is around thinking short term so when we take a photo what do we think these days we just don't take a photo just like that right just to share it with some of your friends or somebody at home no we don't do that we take a photo a nice photo we spend a lot of time to get the right angle to make ourselves look attractive we choose the best background that conveys a message of where we went so when we post that picture in your facebook or instagram you expect people to love it and like it we assume that they everyone cares about it perhaps some will others will just glaze over it and give a like probably but that's it anyway but in our mind we are very keen in terms of whenever we take a photo our thought process is in terms of getting likes on that particular post right this is what i call the short term thinking but actually in a way you can call it as a long term thinking because when we take a photo we really put in a lot of thought in terms of thinking which one to post in fb or whatsapp but unfortunately that is not the long term i'm talking about so that photo taking activity which in itself used to be an activity meant to preserve memories for future has become an activity meant to post and get likes for that minute in a way it is slowly robbing the long term value and thinking associated with that activity to cherish the old memories we rarely think about it it will slowly and surely change the way we think every day unless we consciously handle it right see on the other hand again um, when we post a meme or some funny video more often than not we don't share something because it's going to produce long term impactful thought provoking change we do sometimes post that kind of stuff but more often than not it's a funny cat video or reels or something which brings quick immediate reaction a laugh a cry or a conversation starter the intention often is to bring immediate reaction than a long term impact this same behavioral change will happen in workplace as well right it's actually it is happening rather than thinking of what will bring value to the organization or the customer in long term all of us only think in short term value perhaps we are losing the ability to think long term because to see into long term needs it's requires skill and knowledge and patience and who has that these days are we even capable of seeing what could potentially happen in 5 years or 10 years or is it not worthwhile to think on those lines at all see this is how we think in our workspace right 
let me do an initiative let me just get an award i don't care whether if it is being used next year or not but for this year let me just do an initiative let me get the attention get an award or let let's get a product to the customer that will boost the seasonal sale who cares if the customer will be hooked to the product for a long term revolutionary products can't enter the market with short term thinking one should have the ability to foresee what the society's need would be for years to come to even work on a product or a service today unless we score uh, hone our thought process in that way we wouldn't be able to bring forget huge, huge products even simple products or service to life even if we are an employee probably not in the realm of a realm of bringing a full product or a service to life thinking long term in everyday task and delivery will only help us provide the robust solution yes it will be an artwork of patchwork which we will continue to deliver and the customers will continue to wonder why are they even paying for us there are times when immediate short throughput is necessary but it has to be done uh, sorry uh, continue um, there there are times when immediate short throughput has to be done but not at the cost of long term thinking long term thinking is a skill that will be worth in the long term when everybody is really thinking short term give it a thought the third point is around focusing more on the breadth rather than the depth what do i mean by that by breadth i mean count we care about the number of likes than the folks who liked it yeah sometimes we expect some of our close friends to like it but other than that how often are we even in speaking terms with the folks who spare a minute to like our photo most of them would be in the category of folks we knew decades ago or folks we knew years ago see none of these behaviors do we consciously sow and grow social media platforms are designed to kick on that weak part of our human brain we like more likes it's an appreciation we get addicted to it if we let ourselves go in that road even when we try and tame that desire we cannot deny the fact that we get a high when we see a huge number of likes it trains our brain to spread the spread and thin out in terms of whom do we expect to react we focus a lot on networking these days right but less is spoken about building trust you cannot build trust with every person you meet but networking you can superfluously network with anyone who comes your way networking takes time but it isn't as long and hard as building trust then we want employees skilled in every area of new technology that enters a fray that year and we do not allow the allow the employees a chance to build in depth knowledge of one technology or one business area we want to give customers lot of option which many of the times confuses customers than helping them make a quicker choice than providing them a product that just slays their requirement in one shot see this is how the idea of focusing more on the breadth impacts our daily work life see in this case i would say both breadth and depth is necessary as per the situation and need point here is single mindedly going towards the breadth of the relationship will not serve well in a long term for any business depth has its value and we are totally giving up on it fourth and final point is around focus on me than the team goal selfies are so much about me 
it's a non-debatable point. Cat videos are funny memes are okay, not exactly me. You share something that someone else created and you elicit a laugh or sometimes hope conversation will start with that. That's okay. Sharing photos or anything from your private life for a click is more of for self-validation. You can't deny that. As we increasingly do that, we increasingly add fuel to our narcissistic uh, me self, narcissistic me self. When we work in a work environment, it's less about me and more about team goals and organization goals and whatever the customer wants. With the increase in freedom of self-expression through means of selfies and reels and whatnot, we often feel that we have to have that same freedom of expression in workplace, irrespective of whether that aligns with the team goals or organization goals or not. When it's not possible, we start to deem that as a toxic workplace. Imagine if every business leader decided they want to do what they want to do. In most cases, we would not have business at all. Only when leaders choose to do what they want to do, which will serve a need of someone else, do we have a business in hand or at least a surviving business. Otherwise, it will be only a project that you do in your bedroom. When we work on projects and deliveries and day-to-day tasks, unless we think in terms of what the stakeholders want, it gets difficult to move the needle on any level. For example, you don't like Excel sheet tracking. But if the client wants data in an Excel sheet, you might have to do that. If you have a better way of presenting the data, you can convince them, but ultimately you have to give them what is easy for them or at least what they feel is easy for them. Throughout our work life, we'll work with a lot of folks, managers, co-workers, customers, everyone wanting stuff done in a different way. In some situation, we'll be that person or that manager asking stuff done in a different way. So you'll have to tame your thought process to understand and constantly reinforce idea that working in a team is more about the team and less about you. The more we live in a selfie world, the more we need to fight with uh, fight that within ourselves to, to think more about the team or what the organization wants and less about what we need or what we can do. Again, it's not being a, uh, it's not about being a floor mat at all. By the way, I'm not insinuating or judging anyone about the social media behavior. I myself am able to speak about it because I'm as much guilty as anyone else. And that is the reason I'm able to explain this behavior in detail. So it's only a matter of catching how our thought process is changing and taming it. Else we'll unnecessarily revolt or feel contradicted within self and workplace where ideally you shouldn't feel so. And the more you tame your mind to work, going against the grain of almost everyone falling into the trap of social media attention, it will leave you with qualities that others lack. And with that, we come to the end of this episode, episode number 20, Invasion of Quick Win Highs and its Impact on Workplace. Now that you have a couple of points to refer to, definitely notice around you in the workplace or even with it yourself, within yourself, you will definitely notice a couple of points which I mentioned. You wouldn't realize that things are changing or these have impact, but now that you know these things are happening, you will definitely identify it when it happens within you or around you. It's not a big deal in a way, but it is a big deal because small things, small raindrops make a big flood. So any small change in you wherein you're not focusing or paying attention or getting addicted to these quick win highs and your behavior is changing in the workplace, it's going to have a long-term impact. 
so definitely have a check in make the changes and then you should be good so until we meet again next time this is pradeep wilson signing off let's talk work life